0: And welcome to the Curzon Film Podcast. I'm Helen Seymour. You've got me as your host this week. And I am joined by Freddie Chodell. Hello, Freddie.
1: Hello very much, Helen.
0: Hello very much. Yes. (laughs) Thank you very much. Hello to you. (laughs) And uh, Ersie Calensi. How are you doing,
2: Ersie? I'm good. I'm good. It's really, really warm outside today.
0: It's quite hot, but we have got air conditioning. So I think we're going to be all right. Oh, yeah. Uh, This week, we are discussing Julietta. Um, by Pedro Almodovar. I messed it up. How do you say it? Pedro Almodovar. Beautiful. Pedro (laughs) Almodovar, which is a drama about a woman who is triggered to think about her past and the circumstances around a particular event that has become a tragic and defining moment in her life. It's inspired uh, by the book Runaway. There's a collection of short stories in Runaway by Alice Munro. Uh, we have Emma Suarez playing the older Julieta and Andriana Ugarte playing the younger Julieta, which has got us thinking, if someone had to play you in 20 years from now, who would you want it to be? Let us know in the comments, but in the room, what are we thinking, guys?
2: Oh, man, you know, that was a, that was a tough question, because I kept thinking, like, what does my life? what is my life going to be? Is it going to be a comedy? Is it going to be a drama? Is it going to be... So, I wasn't so sure up until I was like, you know what, my life's probably an Armando Iannucci-style comedy most of the time. <gasps> Very nice. So I'm going to go for Julia Louis-Dreyfus.
0: Very good. Yeah. I yeah. like that. Would you like, <laughs> would you like Armando Yanucci to uh, write your future?
2: Uh, yeah, but not so many awkward moments because, <laughs> I mean, I would, I would basically spend my life cringing the entire <laughs> time. <laughs> How about you, Freddie?
1: Uh, well, ideally myself. obviously that long-awaited for fame is never going to arrive on my own (laughs) hands, so I'd have to choose somebody far more talented and better looking, (laughs) so it'd probably be ideally someone like Ben Wishaw, actually Um, Mm. partly because I really love his sort of naturalistic performances he's quite a gentle gentle man, so I'd quite like to,
0: you want a gentle future a gentle
1: future would be lovely with no heartbreak and angst or worry or anything like that
0: some oh. may say you're wishing for uh, a bit too much there, Freddie. I'm but
1: Ben Wishory for you... a bit too much
2: Ooh. there. Oh my! Yeah, yep. You see? <laughs> wow! It started.
1: Yeah. That's why I won't be playing myself. This is your audition tape. I hope you
2: know. <laughs>
0: um, i was thinking Michelle Gomez from Green Wing, who plays Sue White.
1: Oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. yeah.
0: yeah. Because she's amazing. But if things don't go well, I go Vicky McClure from This Is England. Uh, she plays LOL. Yeah. Uh, she's very good at the angst. So if I'm going to have angst, I want someone to do it well. Yeah. So I'll get Vicky in there.
1: So you have an angst-filled future.
0: Apparently. Well, if if I do. If not, we go Michelle <laughs> Gomez. But I want I want to have two options.
2: Yeah, of course. I like that you covered both facets of your life, really.
0: Hmm. I think so. <laughs> right, guys, what do you think of the film?
2: I really enjoyed it. I thought, I thought it was one of. Almodovar's more... It felt more personal, even though the material isn't actually his. Well, not entirely his. Obviously, he's adapted it. And I thought that it brought it brought the same amount of emotion uh, that I experienced when I saw m- movies like Volver or Broken Embraces. Uh, there were times where I actually found myself not quite crying, but with a couple of tears in my eye. And... I think it's a it's a really, really good study of the relationship between mother and daughter and the relationship between a human being and uh her own feelings that, you know, can include anything from love to guilt and it's it was magnificently portrayed, Julieta by both Ugarte and Suarez and I I don't even know where Ugarte came from or how Elmudovar found her, but she is she is a revelation, that woman really is.
0: Yeah, it's such a believable performance from her, and um, the minute you see her on screen, you just totally believe her life. And for me, I was really on her side. What did you think, Freddie?
1: Yeah, no, I I really, really enjoyed it. Um, uh, It's typically melodramatic, as a lot of uh, Almodovar's work is. It's less filmic, I would say, than some of his previous work. Uh, Mm. It's less showy. It has some really gorgeously... Filmed and photographed moments, but I think it it really ge- puts drama at the fore, forefront of the action, uh, and really uh, really displays the full talents of Ugarte and Emma Suarez, uh, who play the sort of um, younger and older self uh, older self of uh, Julieta. And I agree with you that I think it's a sort of rumination on. Um, guilt and how guilt can um, infect you almost like a virus. I think it's described at one point like a virus and it it effectively takes hold of the central character and from that point on, the complete um, uh, obsession with guilt, uh, for want of a better word, really dictates and controls much of the action and behaviour of some of the, uh, not subsidiary characters, but secondary characters who really, I think, either... Effect, try and alleviate or compound Julieta's sort of guilt and I think that's mm. what drives the action and um, I thought yeah I thought it was a really sort of uh, beautiful film
0: good you did well um, <laughs> <laughs> Meryl Streep was originally up to play both of them what do you make of that?
2: oh both of them? yeah oh I would have put her in a I would have put her in a Suarez position if she were ever to take the role but I think you know maybe Almodovar not dodge the bullet I wouldn't go so far as call Meryl Streep a bullet <laughs> but um, I, I think he, he would have denied himself a beautiful like Freddie said a beautiful yeah. film in his own native language in the language that he understands the most and can create the most depth with so I think I think an English language film with Meryl Streep could have been good but not that good, not this good definitely right. not so
0: it was all kind of, she agreed to it, it was all ready to go, but then they were looking at different locations and he just, things kind of got, but things were taking a long time and he just decided to give it a break and not have a go. Mm. Um, that time with Mow Street, which I agree, I think, I think I'm think i glad that that, uh, that, that happened. Um, which is interesting as well because fate plays quite a big role in the film. Um, there's a couple of chance encounters, that one in particular where um, Julieta runs into her daughter's old school friend and that really um, is the real beginning of the film in terms of it takes you on the journey that becomes the entire film and why she even starts to look back on her life and why we as the viewers are allowed into that life. Mm. Um, What do you guys make of that? What do you think about using fate in a film as a plot device?
1: Uh, I th- well, it's Certainly, as you say, central to uh, Julieta and I think it kind of plays into... It actually directly corresponds to your previous question about Meryl Streep uh, or having the same actor play both uh, age roles, age ranges or different lives of a, of a single character. Uh, I think it's to the film's strength that you have Ugarte and Suarez playing different versions of the same self because as the Action of the film progresses. You see that the every th- every interaction, every experience that uh, you see unfold on screen, it really changes that central character. Um, and I don't think that the physical changes that is necessarily that important or interesting. You can clearly see that uh, Ugarte and Swartz are different people, but mm. it, the you can still see the sort of continuation, natural progression of this character, and it. Uh, it's entirely sensible to me that you know you, you can choose two very talented actresses to play the same role in the same film at different stages in their life but uh, yeah fate in particular um i think you're right i think the, the, the initial meeting would be her friend a uh, friend of um Antia, her mm. daughter bea. is bea is uh absolutely central to again i think going back to fate and guilt in this film that um it triggers off this dormant virus effectively. She talks about relapsing and um, starting to concentrate on those feelings and and really attach herself to feelings she felt at uh, an initial stage in her her life. And I think from that moment we get this kind of, uh, the action shifts to a a period where uh, Julieta, Suarez's Julieta uh, sits down to write a confessional series of memoir mm.
0: the portrayal of motherhood as well it, yes. is. I think this film really nails it I, was, I really enjoyed this portrayal Absolutely. of a motherhood which is important it feels like a motherhood rather than this is what motherhood is um, but it's not romanticised at all um, it's pretty realistic I would say it's not your average situation
2: definitely <laughs> not no <laughs>
0: But um, I felt like all the female characters were really well developed, really well rounded. That I didn't have any problems. Like looking from a feminist perspective, I thought this film was
2: wonderfully done. Okay, um, I thought. I mean, I came out of the movie really feeling, and obviously I won't I won't go further into it. But I came out of the movie feeling mostly. I'm sorry for Julieta for reasons that we will develop later, but I, I also was a little bit conflicted um, in the not in the beginning of the film, but kind of a little bit in the middle. Mm-hmm. I was a bit conflicted about my opinion of her, because she does she behaves in a way that is either a little bit too self-punishing or she punishes others for mistakes that she also seems to have done. So let me explain myself. The movie opens with, I mean, the flashback of Julieta opens with her in the 80s with a wonderful crop-chop kind of haircut <sighs> that is unbelievable.
0: On this incredible train. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Peter Bradshaw said the colours throb and pop which is such a good description yeah. of how I mean wow you just have to see it. there's no point in us talking about it uh, abs- it's a, it's but, yeah, yeah it's amazing yeah
2: <laughs> and uh, she through chance she meets she meets this this man um, Swan, who will eventually become her partner and mm-hmm. the father of her daughter yeah Uh, but there is one catch swan has a wife who's been in a coma for about five five six years i think and she on the train they kind of consummate their passion and she goes she goes to him in his um, village i think it was in the north of spain near Mm -hmm. the seafront and the wife has died during her well, b- right before her visit. so she is she's barely she's barely in the ground. yeah, and then she starts a relationship with Swan. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a parallel story that builds with her own mother, Julieta's own mother, who is suffering from a uh, debilitating illness. And her father is uh, starting an affair with his own maid, yeah. And Julieta is in a difficult position because she starts to judge her father on something that she has also technically done so she is she kind of she doesn't feel guilty about her behavior mm-hmm. with regards to the memory of swan's wife and yet when it comes to her mother she feels overly pr- as a daughter she obviously yeah. feels overly protective and decides to punish her father so it she's a very complex character and i do agree with you that like the fledging of both of them both of hers and tia's bear and all the women in this film uh have redeeming qualities as much as faults.
0: oh yeah i mean they're flawed mm. and i can really get behind a flawed character L- like yes, yeah, she is a hypocrite but i can understand why she does that yeah um yeah she doesn't make uh the totally right or moral decisions all the time that's fine as a character i I still f- felt that I could understand her decisions, even if I was thinking, "Well, yeah, I mean, that's not the best thing to yeah. do."
2: Is not it? the best decision, Julietta.
0: <laughs> I could understand it and empathise with her. Mm. Uh, what do you think, Freddie?
1: Absolutely. Um, I talk going back to sort of uh, motherhood as well. I think that uh, you're right. It does show Julieta as a kind of a very flawed mother in some ways, but a very caring, loving mo- mother ultimately. Um, and I think it's as a film that's populated by uh, women who act as mothers, sort of surrogate mothers in Mm -hmm. Mm fact, people who kind of adopt children into their life as well, or look after care. And then you have um, sort of familial relationships that seem to develop in between, particularly female members of the cast. And you have absent mothers as well. Yes. Uh, So you have people that have altered states of consciousness, like being in a coma, who are, uh, who Mm -hmm. are effectively forted uh, mothers i suppose is the way i'd say it like Schwan uh, hasn't doesn't have a child at the time he meets Julieta and mm-hmm. that's probably due to the fact that his wife is in in a coma and will not recover um and then you have uh julietta's uh, mother is kind of suffering an eerily sort of similar fate in that she is uh, to all intents and purposes bedbound um in I think in an Andalusian village, there is a mm-hmm. sort of, there's a little jibe about uh, Julieta coming back. Uh, and then another very interesting character who kind of is a, f- I think is a sort of fateful hand, a fateful guiding hand in the mm-hmm. action of this film. I think it's Maria or Mar- Marianne?
2: Mari- Maria.
1: Maria, who is the house help slash, oh, yeah. Maid of Juan and also his wife. Also, surrogate mother. I Ex- just yeah, I realized. Well, that's what I was leading on oh, to. Oh, sorry is that uh, she She ultimately views herself, I think, as a sort of, more more than her maid, the sort of relationship she, she develops and fosters with uh, Antia, is that she, I think, views it as a stronger bond and then uh, takes that bond and uses it in what turns out to be a very negative way for all concerned, apart from Maria.
0: Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess... Uh, she's the most she's not portrayed like she's always portrayed in sort of clothes that are too big for her and she doesn't wear a lot of makeup contrasted to G- the young Julietta who's always looking really really good mm. um, and then it's maybe a little bit of a shame that that character then becomes like the one that does the bad thing like do you know what I mean yeah. like maybe it would have been better to show julietta looking a little bit more flawed in her appearance Um, or less kind of made up all the time. But, um, yeah, you're definitely right. This idea of kind of, like, adopting children and becoming a surrogate mother is really key in the film, especially later on. I think it sort of happens. um, We'll talk about that more in spoilers, but Mm. it kind of keeps happening to Antia. Yeah. There's this other character that kind of decides that uh, she can be...
2: A mother to her as well.
0: What did you think of Juan?
2: Juan. Juan. Oh, Juan! Freddie and I saw the film uh, together, and then we kind of discussed it a little bit more afterwards. He is again flawed, mm-hmm. and yet and yet an understandable character. Um, he obviously re- loves and treasures both uh, Julieta and Antia. And yet, um, misbehaves yeah. in a way that he is the most guilt-free character out of that entire film. There is, I mean, I don't know, visibly guilt-free. I don't know if yeah. the, the struggle is within, but he doesn't. He doesn't feel like he ever does anything that's wrong. Mm-hmm. When he sleeps with Julieta on the train, he's absolutely calm about it is very upfront about it when he sleeps with her again when she goes to visit him again it's the same thing so i'm not saying that he's i'm not i'm not saying that he's heartless he obviously has feelings it's just he is not burdened in the same way as the women in the film are or Julieta is and
1: hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot
2: I found that as a character, he was he was interesting. All the men in this film are actually pretty much just as interesting as the women, um, well, as much as they can be in a Melodovar film, really. Um, and yeah, he 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 represents uh, the the goal that Julieta is trying to get in her little miniature odyssey that she's going through. But yeah, to uh,
0: be guilt free,
2: to maybe obtain some happiness. Okay. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. I think it's important to note that her interaction with Joanne, though, does start on this train, which is, as yeah. you say, is this kind of almost mystical train, really. Uh, that
0: Especially that there's a great stag.
1: There is a stag, mm. that, uh, which
0: is amazing.
1: That runs alongside the the train in this sort of falling snow. Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, but that that she only sees her after meeting Joanne. After all, initially. Uh, being or in seemingly introducing the, her past action, uh, which starts with an interaction with a man yeah. mm. who, at the time, is introduced, or the 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 scene itself is introduced as "I met your father on a train." So yeah, when you, it's a nice twist. It's a nice twist because as uh, the first time you well, as you're watching it, you think, "Oh, well, this this is the individual who is going to be Antaya's father." It and you're dreading out, it as well. And it turns out that he has nothing to do really with Antea. He is um, he is just a, a lonely traveler, fellow traveler who wants to speak to Julietta.
0: And she, again, talking about fate, that's like another chance encounter that um, changes the course of his life. Possibly. I, I also think
1: really changes uh, Julietta's outlook. Yeah. Uh, I think that is th- that is when you see the f- an- the first. A conception of guilt and how yes. guilt can really affect a character and and ultimately either hinder or develop uh, that person's plans and uh, I think you, you see that Julieta that character does actually come back on screen eventually in a, mm. a very brief sort of uh, flashback um, and I think that is to indicate that this, you know, there are every sort of couple of years in Julieta's life there's a kind of a a main incident or a major incident or an occurrence that sort of triggers off or develops or strengthens this feeling of guilt or being beset by guilt.
0: Definitely Um, so we're talking about guilt we're going to go straight into spoiler territory now and talk about so well go and watch the film Um, we think it's great don't we? Absolutely. Um, And then come back and listen to what we thought of the third act stuff so Antia, well, Juan dies, mm-hmm. and this creates a huge change in the relationship between Julietta and Antia. And then Antia detaches herself from her mother and disappears. Yeah. What did you think of that as a story?
1: Uh, I have to say that. If it hadn't been for a few scenes towards the end, the strength of Antea's feeling to me would have been would have looked incredibly severe, uh, or the punishment really that she. I think oh uh, yeah I think it is punishment that she sort of inflicts upon her no. mother would would to be seem to be staggeringly long drawn out and quite cruel. Mm-hmm. Um, until you realise that the sort of guiding hand and motivating hand of a lot of this action are interactions that up until the final few minutes of the film uh, withheld from the audience uh, until a character that we haven't actually really talked about actually Ava mm-hmm. who is uh, a friend of Schwann a former lover of Schwann who then becomes and befriends um, Julieta um, there's a, a late meeting well, it turns out to be a late meeting in Ava's life because Ava is, uh, at that point, dying from, I think... Uh,
2: multiple sclerosis. Multiple
1: sclerosis, or does die. And uh, one of Ava's last conversations with Julieta is to, uh, in effect, uh, fill in those sort of, like, narrative gaps that have been held back in that Maria, uh, the housemaid, um, has confessed or informed um, Antaea that the death of her father, Joan, it was a result of a domestic dispute, really, or an argument between Julieta and Joan. And if it had not been for Julieta, uh, Joan would be alive. And uh, up until that point as well, uh, I think the sort of eight-year-old, nine-year-old antea had sort of, but uh, was besotted with her father. Yeah. And of the two parents, definitely seemed to be closer to, mm. her, closer to dad, really.
0: Um. It's interesting because obviously he goes out fishing and the reason he dies, to look at it in a really literal sense, is the storm. Mm. Like, he dies because there's a storm and that's something that no that no one is responsible for. But it's like within this storm, within the rain, comes this guilt that seems to swallow up all of the characters who blame themselves. Mm-hmm. Her daughter blames herself, it turns out. Um, for going away on a summer camp um, while, you know, instead of being with her father, as though that would have stopped it, but it wouldn't have stopped the storm. Um, Julietta blames herself because if they hadn't argued, then he wouldn't have gone on the boat. Even if they hadn't argued, he might have still gone on the boat. But, yeah. Like, he, the, the storm is the storm, but it it's such a good way of describing how we take on responsibility and how we find it very very difficult to accept that things just happen and we don't have any control over them mm. and that's it's sort of harder to accept that he died for no reason and it wasn't anyone's fault then if i hadn't have done that i it, i would have stopped it and i think that this film deals with that really really well and i really like that it has a whole concept and a theme yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. Action in this film uh is often by the characters, you're right, uh is imbued with significance and meaning that it can't possibly have. Uh or, you know, some uh, a situation like the, the the man that she meets on the train that decides to kill himself, Julieta yeah. reads that encounter as her his death a direct result to her um refusal, refusal to, talk to, him. to talk to him effectively. Yeah. She yeah. is the the ultimate um sayer in that man's sort of fate and existence and actually uh you could read that encounter as he was just a lonely man at the time and had always and in, always intended to kill himself as we later indicate that's indicated to us by yeah. uh, i think it's a police officer no ran, it's one
2: uh, opening yeah. the
1: gentleman's um briefcase and there's nothing in the briefcase yeah so it, it it's implied that he always intended to take his life there um and the same thing with the storm, you're absolutely right. In the morning of the argument, the, the sea is completely calm. There is no indication that it's going to come as choppy as it does. And at the, at the time of the afternoon, after he's been out at sea for a while. Um, his boat is capsized, and his boat is not the only boat that's been no. capsized. There is another boat in yeah. the Feral Estuary, I think, they say, that has capsized. So there's three or four people have died. He isn't the only individual. And they haven't died at the, the behest of Julieta's hot words. It's more the fact that there has been this massive natural event unforeseen that ultimately is imbued with greater significance That's, I absolutely agree with you
0: so um going on towards sort of the end of the film we um uh julietta is writing this letter um to antio because to explain what happened, to try and fill in those missing pieces because Antia went to some... It's never really described, but is it some sort of religious...
1: Spiritual retreat, I think. Spi- a spiritual
0: yeah. retreat. And with the woman there who kind of becomes her mother. Oh, the surrogate mother, yeah, yeah. which is a kind of another linking into that kind of theme. Um, and then she disappears. It, it, she's told that... Um, she's decided that she doesn't want to be part of her mum's life anymore and she's found another part. Mm. And so Juliette is just left with this loss again. She's lost someone else. There's another gaping hole that she is blaming herself for rather than, and this one's more difficult because yes, there wasn't a storm, but you know, parents and children don't always get on anyway. Like they could have become detached from each other. Even if none of this had happened, that could have still been the way that Mm. things turned out. Um, and then there's a very sort of sad thing about how she always makes a birthday cake for her daughter and it goes in the bin every year. And, um, but then she runs into, uh, Bea, her, her daughter's ex, um, old school friend again. And we find this other twist that Bea had not told her the whole story about bumping into, yeah, and And actually, she did not look well. Um, what did you think about that?
2: Um, I think this is. First of all, I want to say that from Almodovar's part, just this slow release of information yeah. is magnificent because every single time you think you've gotten a grip on one of the characters, and then it turns out you didn't. Mm-hmm. So it's great because, as an audi- as a as a viewer, you're always involved. You yeah. always have to follow because you know you miss a beat, you miss an entire character. Yeah. Um, I thought these were the times where. I I actually was near was nearly in tears because again this is this is on Modovar just tugging at my heartstrings in, in a very melodramatic way, but again in a very effective one. When Julieta, played by uh Emma Suarez at this point, uh goes into the goes to the retreat to pick up her daughter, like yeah. actually goes to the Pyrenees, uh-huh. which is a long drive from Madrid, yeah, to go and pick her up. And this woman comes in that assumes knows her daughter more than Julieta does. And she tells her, yeah, your your daughter is not here. She doesn't want to be a part of your life anymore. Like you said, uh, Helen, she's she's got a new path. And Julieta is just left there on the bench in a wonderful scenery, beautiful, calming scenery, and one of the most... Um, kind of distressing moments of her life. Where where has my daughter gone? And the cruelty of it really was pushing me because at that point we don't know what is going on through Antia's head as well. So I was like, how, how can that girl be this cruel to her mother who has suffered so much but then has come out the other side of depression following her, her own partner's yeah. slash husband's death? And then the second one, the second point where... I was I was trying to hold back <laughs> was when uh, Julieta goes into Antia's room mm-hmm. in a fit of rage and decides that's it I don't want to know anything about you I am angry at you I am going to completely disavow you and trashes her room throws throws her toys out the window and decides to move out of you know the home they had made for themselves and go into a very sterile modern mm-hmm. apartment and do a kind of create a new life for herself and then olaf i was thinking like you that antia has pushed her mother to that point to the yeah. point of completely ignoring the fact that she has a daughter from a relationship that she actually, from from a man that so on that she loved. Yeah. And that she's, she's tragically lost. And I, was, yeah. and I was thinking to myself, what a tragic waste of years right now. Because mm. one is consumed by guilt. The other one is consumed by guilt. Can can nobody communicate anymore? Yeah. But obviously, not, not in this time. And yeah, I was the end bit, which I will leave us to discuss in a bit more detail. But the end bit, I was like... I breathe this huge sigh of relief, so we can discuss that
0: now, so in in the end um, there is a response a letter from Antia. but we as the audience never know what it says. all we know is that she gives her mother the address where she's at
1: there is a little bit of information uh, there's a little bit of information that the the, the tragedy and guilt and uh, despair has Encouraged uh, Antea to finally reach her hand out in, um, uh, well, in consolidation with her mother. Yeah. Uh, her her eldest son. Uh, son. Uh, also known as Oh he yes. Has died in a in of a course, an accident yeah. in a river. Um. So obviously an eerily similar fate uh, for a, fate for the again. for yeah. a, a character with exactly the name he shares with his father, and that's uh, ultimately it's. That's the force that's the the straw that breaks sort of the ca- the camel's back, mm. so to speak, that antea uh, says um I apologize for being as um as hard on you um without really knowing this feeling of utter sort of um despair i i, yeah. I you know i i couldn't have actually talked you know i wouldn't i'd never appreciated what you went through and what i put you through and i i am looking you know looking for forgiveness really, and that that's the encouraging factor that looks as if not directly by the end of the film but looks as if there will be some resolution on the cards i think
0: in a way it's like a cautionary tale for lack of empathy
2: Mm. yeah you
0: know in terms of it's a shame that she had to experience the loss to be able to understand the loss and i know that with something as tragic as that it, there is a certain you don't know until you've been there. But perhaps if both characters had been a little more empathetic and tried to imagine how it felt and why they might be acting like that, then this this wouldn't have happened. Um, you're bang on. You do absolutely know what's in the letter.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Sorry. What, I knew you were testing
0: us. What, what you don't know though is how that meeting goes.
1: Exactly. No. Yeah. Yes. Which
0: I love as yeah. the end and so good. it gives us it's telling us again you can't fill in all the blanks like you can't know everything yeah. and you have to like be empathetic and imagine what it's like which mm-hmm. is the perfect ending
1: yeah yes it's a, it's a hopeful ending I bet, yeah. very hopeful that, I think that's what you take from the end is that there is hope for resolution whether that happens yeah. we're, we're not to view
2: and uh, I also wanted to add, it's it's a character we haven't really touched upon, but you have also Lorenzo. Yeah. And Lorenzo is in the car with her, driving her to see Antia. And Lorenzo is, we're hoping currently, Julieta's uh, boyfriend, even though they have, have had a little bit of a rocky relationship since uh, Julieta went back to her little flashback and started writing her confessional. But... Lorenzo, I just wanted to point out that in in the portrayal of men in this film and um flaws that they may have and redemption the redemptive kind of qualities that they ca- uh, that they have, he is he is a good man. He is a yeah. good man that uh, tries to help Julieta in a time where she needs the most mm-hmm. help because he takes care of her when she has a car when she has a car accident, when she is at her most vulnerable. And even himself says, I I don't know what you're going through, but I will help you.
0: Yeah, he has empathy. He definitely,
2: yeah. he is one of the most, em- he is an empathetic character, probably one that other characters should learn from a little <laughs> bit,
1: yeah. considering. Absolutely. And yeah. it's
2: just nice to see both of them driving to Antia, one that has lost her and the other one that might end up meeting her yeah. and might help Julieta through this reunion as well. So it's good that she has this support with her rather Mm -hmm. than doing this by herself really well put
0: yeah I really agree um, that's about it from us today um, do go and see Julietta, and mm. um, I'd just like to thank CSR for letting us use their studio and also check out Curzon Home Cinema um, there's really exciting the club is on there at the moment which is by Freddie it's
1: Pablo Lorraine uh, it it's, is. Uh, it's a film that uh, Almodovar himself in a probably better known podcast uh, <laughs> Did, did select as his favorite film of last year. And as it's on Curzon Home Center, go and check it out.
0: Yep. Wonderful. Uh, all right, guys, see you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. See ya, bye. Hi,
1: I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.